Conservation International is a, a global uh, nonprofit organization with a mission to uh, conserve biodiversity for the benefit of people. So we're really, in a lot of ways, a, uh, I like to look at it like a development agency, uh, but based on the environment as the, as the natural capital. The environment is what sustains people and uh, what makes uh, this planet a nice place to live. And by taking care of the environment, you're able to increase the human well-being of uh, people globally. So that's, that's what Conservation International does. It's a departure from traditional conservation organizations, which tended to put the environment in a box and don't touch it. And our philosophy is that we are part of nature, and therefore uh, we are in the box with nature. And as long as we balance that relationship, uh, it works for the environment, it works for people. I, I like to say that I work on uh, the oceans, supporting people and people supporting the oceans in the modern world. The Ocean Health Index is the first internationally scientific transparent measurement of ocean health. Um, it's the first time we ever really took all the various ways that we measure the ocean, things like temperature, things like phytoplankton, things like acidity, uh, and even the economic aspects that the ocean provides to people. It's the first time that all of that information was integrated like the Dow Jones Industrial Average kind of for the ocean. And it really is a metric that was purposefully designed as a way to improve the state of the ocean. We got tired of metrics that were just telling us how bad the ocean was and all the bad stories. So we really wanted to make a tool which people could use to change their behavior and increase the health of the ocean and see the change in the in the health of the ocean through this through this metric. So it's really an index of ocean health. The other important feature of this which was really revolutionary is that we put people in the system. So it's not a measurement of the ocean in an abstract sense of its health. It's a measurement of the human ocean coupled system. So uh, we have, because we have become part of the ecosystem of the earth and the ocean, you can't take us out of it anymore. My co-author and I decided, it was actually my co-author's title, uh, Nishan Dignarian, he um, came up with that title. I remember he called me up, he was all excited one day and he said, I think I've got it, Greg. And I said, you do? I said, that's it. And I knew it at, the, at that instant. Of course, like most good ideas, you begin to doubt it after a while. And suddenly we started to look at the grammar wasn't right. There should be a the, it's in there somewhere. <laughs> and then, and then what, is, what is soul? I mean, that started to sort of bridge on uh, other areas. But I think we captured well the two components of the title. One is the soul, which is the, the, the motive, the, uh, the, the, the arterial, the, the, the spiritual even part of the ocean that is important to us and that's there. And then the secondary title, uh, the algorithm, the soul of the sea and the age of the algorithm expresses our regard for modern technology and science and the fact that we are uh, increasingly uh, in this exponential world of change. And it's, it's really symbolized, and, and not just symbolized, it's, uh, it's practicalized, if that's a word, with the algorithm. And that's really how so many decisions are made today, whether it's the Uber that I came here for this interview in, or whether it's uh, algorithm, algorithms that would determine uh, weather patterns or uh, various things. So that's how we came up with it. We wanted to touch on both the emotional spiritual 
human connection to the ocean, which is the soul, and then we wanted to pay uh, respect and attention to the scientific and technological uh, innovations available today. The three major problems facing the world ocean are uh, heating of the ocean from uh, anthropogenic greenhouse gases in the atmosphere, of which carbon dioxide is the biggest, but there's methane and other gases. It's uh, the acidification of the ocean, which is also a result of CO2, but it has nothing to do with temperature. It has to do with a chemical reaction that occurs when the CO carbon dioxide is dissolved in the seawater. And the, th the, la the third of the big three, in my view, is, is uh, well, I'm gonna, add, I'm gonna add a fourth. I'm gonna say that we're taking too much out of the ocean uh, that we want, and we're putting too much into the ocean of things that we don't want. And uh, the things we take out are seafood. Uh, we're not taking it out in disproportional amounts, and then we're putting back into the ocean things like plastic and mercury and PCBs and things that we don't want. And it's that, it's a crazy relationship really, where you take out all the good stuff and you put in all the bad stuff. Startups, tech companies, the next generation or this generation or the many generations to come can solve these problems quite simply through innovation and creativity. And I like to see sort of the unleashing of uh, young, or younger youth power in a way. I see it, this is almost like a renaissance today where we have the, the icons of our world, the real leaders are in their early 20s. Now, when was the last time that happened? It was the 1700s. That's when we, we had leaders that were 21, 22, 23 years old. Uh, Horatio Nelson is an example I like to use. He was 21 years old and he was the commander of the whole Caribbean for the British Admiralty, or actually the Western Caribbean. There was a big gap where we kept that young youth smart energy bottled up. You couldn't really do anything until you were 40 years old. And now we've opened up again. And I find it very refreshing, this youth culture that's emerging in the technology world. And they're very creative. And I, I've found that I, it's not a question of telling people what to do, the young scientists, they don't have to be young, they can be older too, but there's this, there's, there's, they're embodied in this youth, this youth idea. You don't have to tell them what to do, you just have to point. <laughs> you have to point in that direction and say, that's, you need to work on that stuff over there. And, and I've found uh, they come up with ideas I could have never dreamed of.